Hi guys, I'm Chloe. And I'm Nicole. And this is Nostalgic Narratives. For this episode, we rewatched The Princess Diaries, which was honestly a really big part of my childhood. <laughs> and for anyone who hasn't watched it before, just a quick plot summary. It's basically about this ordinary girl named Mia who actually finds out that she's a princess and she's next in line to become the queen of Genovia. And she just has to decide whether or not she wants to rule the country. So just to start off with, with our main characters then, we have Mia. And again, she's very awkward. She has very few friends and her dad recently died. And yeah, she's just found out she's a princess and she has to decide whether or not she wants to take this role or if she just wants to live an ordinary life. And we have her granny, who is Julie Andrews, who is the queen of Genovia, who hasn't been present in Mia's life at all for the past 15 years and really has only just shown up really since the dad died recently and Mia's next in line. And then we have Lily, who is Mia's best friend. Um, She only has two friends and Lily is one of them. And Lily is very outspoken and she's not very well liked around her school or anything or by her peers. And yeah. Yeah, and then we have Mia's mom. She's kind of an eccentric artist and she does a lot of uh, quirky art and she's just very much like a happy-go-lucky kind of person. Um, And then we have Joe. Joe is the bodyguard, um, well, one of the main bodyguards for the queen. And he gets tasked with looking after Mia. Um, and then we have Lana. Lana's kind of our main mean girl, kind of. She's part of, like, a group. And they all have, like, an Anna to their names. So it's, like, Lana, Fontana, and, like, <laughs> I can't remember the other one. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're like a trio. And then we have our love interest, uh, which it, his name is Josh. Yeah, and he's just... He's just one of those guys who's so, so into himself, basically. And he's not very nice, but Mia's liked him for a long time. She's constantly just fantasizing about him as she just stares at him, which Lily just makes a lot of fun. Yeah, and then we have Lily's brother, Michael, and he's kind of, he's like a mechanic and he's like a rocker kind of guy. Yeah, that's he's yeah. just basically there to just add as another Love love interest, interest. yeah. Um, He's just meant to be, like, the best friend's brother. So the movie starts off with, like, Mia having to do um, a bit of a speech in the debate that they're participating in, and she just has really awful stage fright, and she just feels so nauseous having to speak in front of people, and people laugh at her whenever she makes a mistake, so she, like, runs off and gets sick. And, and yeah, she just it's just something that she really struggles with and everything, so she's, like talking to her mom after school because she has like this after school job where she just works at this wall climbing place and her like mom goes oh your granny just flew in and she'd love to have tea with you I know and like Mia's kind of confused because her grandma's basically been MIA for the past 15 years and then she suddenly shows up and wants to have tea with her so she kind of she kind of found that very odd yeah, and I really don't blame her because she's like, why is this woman who's never wanted to get involved as well? And as well, because she, as far as she's aware, she believes that her granny is the reason her mom and dad had to break up um, because they were forced to have a divorce 
around the time she was born because then the dad well she doesn't know the reason yet but she knows that like her granny was involved in her parents having to separate so she goes off to meet with her granny who she then finds out is the queen and it's just so funny because she's like wait i'm gonna be a princess (laughs) and like yeah yeah and i find like just be just before like her grandma tells her that she's gonna be a princess everything she does is so jarring like, everything she does is just so like cringe i'm like why are you doing that the whole time but the funny thing is though is that the things she's doing aren't cringe though they're like relatively normal like i suppose then like i suppose you might think her manners aren't the best really because i suppose like when she's like stirring her tea she's like clanging it on the side and she's very loud and like but when you remember she's meant to be 15 you know I know, but I think it's because of like the, uh, like the tone they set. Everything is so formal and so yada yada. Like everything is just so, it's everything is so like perfect to such a, such a point that everything that she does kind of makes it look like it's out of place. So Mia doesn't really want the responsibility of ruling a small country, especially a country she's never really heard of. So she says she doesn't want to do it but mom basically makes her come up with a compromise between her and her granny that she'll attend all of her princess lessons and then at the big ball she has to decide whether or not she wants to be a princess i really like how her mom actually gives her that choice you know what i mean i like how she's not forced into a role that she doesn't want so at this point mia is going on with her lessons more and more now she has to wear like stockings and heels when she goes to see her grandma for the lessons and she's kind of getting to that point where she kind of knows more about etiquette. Um, and then there's the makeover scene. You always have to have the makeover scene in all these movies, you know? I know, but I found everything with the scene just so, like, wrong. Like, if I was mm. Mia, I would be offended the entire time. Like, the grandma was just like, um, like, make her look better or something. It was just, uh. Yeah, no, I think... Like, that's the thing. I feel like watching movies when I was younger, I loved the makeover scene because there's something so amazing about it. But when you watch this, you can just see how harmful it is because, like, looking back at it, like, I used to wear glasses and, like, I still have very curly hair. And I just always found it, like, like, you know, watching that movie and being told, oh, you don't quite look right. Your hair, you don't, you shouldn't have glasses. Your hair needs to be straight for you to be beautiful because that's basically what they change about her. And then suddenly now she's meant to be beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the, and the, the makeup artist guy, he literally says, oh, it's a beautiful girl. And like right beside he goes, oh, and he gets like a real, like he gets a fright. He screams. It's so mean. I know, it's just horrible. Oh my gosh. And as well, when he's like, like brushing her hair he breaks his brush and i'm like of course i feel like most people know that with people with curly hair you have to make their hair wet before you start brushing through it you know what i mean like i don't know just so much about it made me so so mad like and i think looking at her she looked like a normal 15 year old and so many people again have curly hair and wear glasses and i feel like that scene was one of those that made you feel like you had to change and that you weren't beautiful you know what i mean and then with her eyebrows as well um i suppose her eyebrows are just a bit bushy and stuff but i feel like it's the whole thing with beauty standards where in so many places so many people want the bushy look you know what i mean and i feel like it's the kind of thing that like over time things are changing so much that back then everyone wanted thin eyebrows and then now bushy eyebrows are more in again like you know the brushed up feathered ones and it's the kind of thing that if you're constantly changing yourself 
when the beauty standards also keep changing like it's just so harmful you know what i mean i know but you know everyone is like you know the trends they all come in and go out but at that point in time that trend is like your whole life because you're so young there's so much peer pressure and all that so i can kind of see why when she had her makeover she looked so much I don't know. She just looked older, and yeah. uh, I think with the makeup as well, she looked like I don't know. She just looked. I know this is a weird word, but she looked like she wasn't a fifteen-year-old who had acne, growing through stuff. She just looked like a princess. That's the word, like a princess. No, she did. I I get that. Like I don't know. Like I hate to say it. I still enjoy like a good makeover scene. But I feel like it's so harmful to the viewer's self-image. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... Oh, there's so much I hate about it. Because I like how, like, in previous movies so far, it's just been, like, a change in the outfit. Like, not so much of a change in, like, a physical appearance. You know what I mean? Because I know, like, with clothes, things are always changing. It's like how chokers were really in in the 90s. And then they were really in again in, like, 2016. And, like, now they're not in at all. Like, I know things like that are changing. But I just... Oh, when it's a lot to just do a people's physical appearances, I just hate that so much. But it's a kind of thing as well where, um, so she's had her makeover and she seems a bit happy with herself, I suppose. Like they, the makeover guy like broke her glasses and he was like, you can't wear these. And like, no, I I just have so much I don't like about that. I know, but you have to realize this, Chloe, that that guy, his whole career, his like bread and butter is from doing makeovers. So he's going to tell you, Everything he needs to tell you so you can come back there and you can make more money. That's his thing. So you can't knock him for, you know. No, I suppose that's like what the industry relies on. And that's on preying on people's insecurities that you feel like you're never good enough. So you feel like you constantly have to change. I get that. Okay. <laughs> but um, just everything. Uh, I don't know all about it. But like the next day anyway, she uh, oh, just had a bit of a voice break there. Yeah. Um, the next day she goes to school and she's like I think she's just quite ready to get a bit of validation as well from like her friend her best friend Lily and also her peers yeah and like Lily's brother as well Michael who he he has like a small crush on her you can tell he's just he's just really nice to her and everything and but he's never said it and she doesn't seem quite interested in him because she's she just really likes the popular guy I know but being like you being friends with the opposite sex and you being nice is a mathematically mean that you like them okay so no, maybe she thought he was just friendly no i do get that i suppose like us looking at it from like an outside perspective as the viewer it was the kind of thing you could just kind of tell he liked her from the way he looked at her but i suppose i only, if- I only found out that he liked her <laughs> when he said he liked her well i could Not tell before all of that. i could tell from the beginning it's just the way it's just ah, the way he looked at her. I, fortune I teller <laughs> chloe fortune teller i, I could tell but um, it's the kind of thing where, like, so she looks at her friends and she's smiling and she's happy. And Lily just comes in and starts insulting her and being like, whoever did your look, you should sue them. You look horrible. And I was like, can you imagine saying that to someone? You know what I mean? And, like, everyone already knows Mia isn't a very confident person. And I feel like now that, like, she she's gained a tiny bit of confidence from this, like, makeover scene where, like, before it's like you know it's like this like meme that i've seen which is like when someone says they love you despite your flaws and you're like oh i didn't realize i had any and it just gives me like it just reminds me of that you know like imagine that if mia thought she looked amazing and then now her best friend's like well 
I liked you even though you looked so bad before like that kind of thing and it just it just gives me that vibe you know yeah I think Lily is just a horrible friend and as a character I despise her Lily is just so so insensitive like I'm just not a fan of her like she has a few like redeeming moments but like no she d- at, d- towards I, the end no towards the end no i think at the end she's <laughs> even more fake to be honest okay i don't know how mia is even friends with her and thinks that lily's even her friend i don't get it no but guys at some point right lily's talking about how much her dad is annoying her and stuff which is like fair point something to say to your friend and then mia says at some point oh at least your dad's alive basically like, just saying, appreciate him, because at least you still have one, you know? And Lily goes, wait, are you still not over your your father's death? And we find out her dad died two months ago. And can you imagine saying that to someone, like, are you seriously not over your parent dying? Like, can you just imagine saying that to your friend? And I feel like I understand that Lily's meant to be this, like, very blunt character. But, like, she's just not very nice, so. She's not blunt, she's just rude. It's <laughs> not blunt, it's just being rude. And but by the way, like I can understand Lily a little bit on that because Mia, from what we are shown in the movie, has never met her dad, and had never had, never has had like a relationship with her father. I think she had a bit with him when she was younger, maybe. But she does mention that she never saw him. Yeah. So now she's fifteen, and this distant Mm -hmm. relative dies. You know what I mean? I don't think it would hit you as much. Well, as I'm someone as you feel, feel like you know, it's somebody that you see day in and day out, and somebody who's been with, been through with you like a lot of things. Yeah. So I can kind of see that, but you know what? I don't really know. But you know, you don't yeah. understand that there's no relationship there between Mia and her dad. Very fair point. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, Lily, just oh, there's just so much about her, and as well, she's like Mia. I know you're hiding something. And she's like screaming at her friend saying, if you don't tell me your secret, I'm going to stop being friends with you, basically. And I'm like, what, like, what reaction is that? You know what I mean? So then Mia then like reveals to Lily, oh, I'm a princess. You know, like that kind of thing. Which just made me so mad because I feel like if a friend of yours was hiding a secret, you might be like, hey, please tell me. If they don't tell you, cool, respect their wishes. You can try and ask them another time if they want to tell you. But the fact that she's like threatening their friendship and it's just it's just very messy but um yeah yeah. and then um mia goes to class for the first time with a new makeover she's wearing this bucket hat trying to cover it up because lily made her feel so insecure about Mm -hmm. it um and the mean girl lana goes i thought it was against school regulation to wear hats indoors or something like that and then she has to reveal her like full makeover yeah and then her hair comes out and is going like like it's like going in the wind like a whole like princess scene it was kind of like a good it was a really good shot i'm not gonna lie and like <laughs> everyone goes wow mia i kind of like that part kind of hate that part because it's kind of embarrassing to her that everyone's paying so much attention to her but yeah. she kind of loves it because like oh god people actually see me this time because from the whole first half of the movie well first third of the movie People don't really see her. She kind of blends into the yeah. wall sometimes. Like people even sit on her by mistake because like, <laughs> they don't think that she's there. So she's I very kind of, invisible. So I like how she's getting a little bit of like validation from her peers. Even I know that you know that's not something that she should aspire to. But at the end of the day, you know we're all humans. So and I think yeah. we have that primal instinct to be liked by our peers because mm-hmm. of the whole survival thing. But I was just like, it was just 
And I'm literally stood up for her. Like, she was supportive the whole time. Oh, my gosh. She's like, I love your hair. Your hair rocks. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, why are you so hypocritical? Literally. Then people find out me as a princess because then the guy who did the makeover on her basically sold her out for a bit of money and, like, recognition because he's like, I want people to know that I turned her from an ugly duckling into a swan. And I'm like, she was not ugly. Like, can you stop saying that? She was that? just a child. All you did was straighten her hair, like, tweeze her eyebrows, and break her glasses. You know, it's just... <sighs> Maybe help to put a little bit of makeup. It's like how, like, when I was younger, I didn't have to put makeup on when I was 15. And then now I, I'm a little bit better. But kids who are growing up in this kind of generation, they do their makeup so, so well because of YouTube and all those things. They've got loads of resources. So yeah. I... Which weren't and, available that much in yeah. 2001, you yeah. know? So I can see why people would think she looks better because everybody else's makeup looks horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, and hers was there getting done by a professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so funny. So now that people found out she's a princess, her granny's like, okay, you get to go to this royal dinner party, which before she wouldn't have been invited to because her granny was just planning on introducing her to everyone. Um, At the in- Independence Day. Yeah. And then, yeah, so she goes to this dinner. She's all dressed up and everything. And then there's people who, like, want to take over. Like, there's, like, what are they? Uh, I don't know. I think they're, like, the next in line because there's no other heir. I think they're, like, really high in the, like, hierarchy. Yeah. Like, I think we get to see more of them in the second movie. Yeah. I think that's them, yeah. But what I just, again, something that just makes me so mad as well is that the granny only really came to talk to Mia because there was no one else left in the family to be, like, next in line, and that's why suddenly she's interested in getting to know her. That whole thing just makes me so mad. But, um, yeah, so at the state dinner, Mia basically embarrasses herself a lot. Like, she just causes, like, a massive, like, chain reaction where she just kneels on the ground because she dropped something. She sets someone on fire. This guy trips. People get water spilled on them. It's just such a mess, and she's so embarrassed, and people start laughing, but they're not laughing at her. Someone just laughed at something before and they were trying to make it a better situation for her. But I think it was like a really good shot where it looked like they were all staring at her and laughing at her, but they weren't. But that's just how they she totally felt in that were moment. Laughing at her. But they weren't. What If somebody was doing all she was doing, probably laugh. No, but the thing is, I feel like people didn't really know she's the one who did that because she just happened to be on the ground and they just saw the guy trip and they saw someone go on fire. They saw all those things. So I feel like you might realize it was her, but I feel like you wouldn't be laughing at her. You'd be laughing at what happened to the other people, you know? Yeah, so after this disastrous state stay dinner, Mia goes on a drive with her grandma, and her grandma's paid for her Mustang. Uh, so that's good. So she's driving a car. She's not really a good driver, but she's kind of cruising at the same time. So obviously something's wrong there, a plot hole <laughs> in the movie. But they go uh, to the pier. I think it's the pier. And they just, yeah. they do, they play games and eat corn dogs and they get kind of get get to bond because yeah. they haven't really got into bond yet without royal protocol yeah it's always been very like serious discussions and lessons but they haven't actually gone to like hang out or get to know each other properly and i think it was just such a nice moment you know um so they're just heading out now and they're driving and of course like again mia is still like a learner driver and then her granny hasn't had a driver's le- um, a driver's license in 45 years because she's the queen so she doesn't need one and of course then Mia gets into an accident and it's just so so dramatic I remember finding that moment so so funny because they're like oh 
you you won't get arrested to the queen but they're like we have to take you downtown so then the granny's like oh i'm gonna gonna, title yeah i'm gonna knight you because you've been so brilliant i love your service um but i I don't know it's kind of a nice moment but so funny how i don't know people then are willing to let things slide because they're getting something out of it Mm -hmm. you know just one that's so so funny yeah so mia's kind of enjoying being part of that it's crowd. She's kind of fitting in a little bit more. And she's, she's making more plans with her grandma. But kind of Lily's kind of being left out on the fringes of their friendship. Because they can't really hang out as much as before. Um, so her love interest, the guy she's liked forever, asked Josh, her. Yeah. yeah, Josh asked her to go out to the beach party. Yeah. But like what's so awful is that so this beach party is on a Saturday. But Michael initially had asked her to come see him play. And she said yes to him. And then Lily had also asked her to come record her little radio slash TV show. And she'd also said, yeah, so she like triple booked. But then, of course, she wants to go off with Josh, even though he asked her last. So she basically says to Michael, sorry, I'm so sorry, I'll come see you another time. But she completely forgets to tell Lily that she can't come anymore. I think she's avoiding Lily because Lily is just an awful person. No, I know Lily isn't the best friend, but I think if you're not going to show up to something, you have to let the person know. I think the worst thing is sitting there waiting for someone to show up and they know they're not coming, but they haven't bothered to let you know. You know? I hate that so much. Yeah, true. I hate flakes. Yeah. Aren't you a flaky person? (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) It's like that, that meme... Like, you woke up today and just violence. Yeah. Um, so, um, Mia is having a fantastic date with Josh at the beach. They're having a really, sailing. really good time. And, you know, it gets, gets dark out and they are slow dancing. And obviously, Lana looks absolutely jealous because mm. at the beginning of the movie, she was kissing him. And now yeah, she was cutting up to, to Mia. Yeah. yeah. And the paparazzi finds her. We don't know how, but... Someone called them. Yeah, my best son Josh, because he's just sneaky. I think it was Lana. But Lana wouldn't, I don't know. Because Lana was enjoying the publicity, because at some point when the paparazzi came by, she pretended like her and Mia had been best friends for years. She was like, we go shopping together, we do this and this together. We finish other sentences. I was like, 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 no. Yeah, Um, so kind of Josh takes in the moment to kind of be like a knight in shining armor as he takes her away from the paparazzi and throws her into this shed. And, oh my gosh, comical scene. It's so funny. He's like to her, I think, let's let's have a foot massage. She's like, yeah. And she like puts her foot up on him to like get ready for a foot massage. And he goes, no, I mean me. And like he starts expecting her to give him a foot massage. And I just found that bit so funny. I was like, can you imagine? Like making it sound like you're offering to give someone a foot massage. And then being like, actually, I want you to do it. I know. I think he's just an awful person in general. And he's so... He's got such a big ego. Like he, he just does. thinks like the world revolves around him, and if he wasn't there, the world would not even exist at all. So he's kind of a douche, to be honest. He is, and of course, then you can just tell he's just trying to get like the media's attention because then while they're in the chat, because again, he never noticed her at all until people found out she was a princess, and then does he kiss her in the shed? No. What happens is like um, he says that the coast is clear, but I don't think it was. And Mia comes out and all the paparazzi come and flash them. And she tries to run in t- back into the shed and he kind of holds her back. And one of the guys go, one of the uh, paparazzi yeah, goes, kiss her. And then he takes his moment to shine and... 
and he kisses her without her permission like he literally like oh he, he's just so awful so she like grabs her flip-flop and she like hits him and she's like get away from me and then she's running off from the paparazzi and then yeah yeah but like at this moment just before this me had asked for like a more romantic moment because he was gonna kiss her but everything was just so wrong that he didn't want to kiss him yeah he's, and she's like oh no let's go to somewhere more romantic and then we can kiss and then yet there he is pulling her into the paparazzi and kissing her for five minutes of fame yeah because she wanted this whole thing for like her proper first kiss to her for her to be able to like pop her foot back like what happens in like all those romantic movies and things and yeah so she like runs away and then the mean girls lana and all the rhyming girls <laughs> they're like oh we have your clothes go get changed in this thing so she's of course like getting dress, getting ready to change when those mean girls call the paparazzi over and then lift up the little like tent thing she's getting dressed in and she's barely in a towel because she quickly has to scramble to put it on and the paparazzi's taking pictures of her like half naked and it's so awful because i'm like i understand that they don't like her you know what i mean like they've never really liked mia because i feel like they think she's trying to take attention away from them but can you imagine being doing 15. that to someone oh my god ima- yeah again imagine being 15 and you're just trying to have the like the most basic of privacy trying to get changed and then people are trying to get pictures of you not dressed just for it to be in the tabloids like it's just it's so so awful so she like goes home and she's crying and then the next day there's like these newspapers with all these pictures and again she's 15 like can you imagine these magazines printing pictures out of a 15 year old where this guy grabbed her and kissed her without her consent and then took pictures of her she's getting dressed you know i know but all that isn't in the paper all they got was the headline they were like mia is a wild party girl and i'm like yeah and her grandma is really disappointed in her he's she's actually very mad at mia to be honest and she just says you know i think it's right for you to abdicate your throne like your claim to throne and i'm like oh my gosh that's so horrible to say but i think maybe because the grandma expects so much more from mia but i think she's still very harsh to her yeah but the thing is like the grandma doesn't even like give her a chance to like tell her what happened and luckily joe the bodyguard is there to be like that's not what happened this was all planned you know because it's the whole thing as well that I feel like she's forgetting that before she's a queen, she has to be the grandmother. And as well, like the fact that she expects so much from Mia when she's barely ever been in Mia's life is one thing that made me so mad. It's like, why are you expecting something from someone who you never bothered to get to know until you wanted them to then like prepare for a role to then be the next queen, you know? Yeah, it felt like very much like Mia was just being used by a lot of people mm. um, and she just wasn't... Like, nobody, nobody had any good intentions when it came to her. So that was kind of sad to see. Uh, but at this point, her friends are all mad at her. Michael is mad at her. Josh is back to being a jerk. And it's very hard for Mia. But she tries to make up with Lily. And Lily is really mad because she didn't show up. Mm-hmm. But Lily hasn't been showing up in their friendship at all. Because she's just been mean the whole time. Yeah. And she just says, oh, it's because I was jealous. Yeah, like, Lily just makes me so mad. Because, like... She says to Mia, oh, Mia, the thing is that, like, you have such an amazing platform where you could be saying so many things. Because Lily has her little show, which only gets, I think, just over 10 listeners. And I do get, like, it's disappointing if you're trying and you're not getting the recognition you feel like you deserve. 
But, like, she shouldn't be blaming Mia for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not Mia's responsibility to, to you know, hold her placard and, you know... Like, like she's expecting some sort of, like, promo, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why are you doing that? That's not a real <laughs> friendship. That's you asking someone to do promo for you. That's not a friendship. That's a business deal. That's yeah. not you looking at your friend and saying, oh, we're both passionate about this, let's do it together. And then you're asking your friend, oh, you're popular. You have a platform. Do it for me. It just rubs me. So- I just don't like Lily. Yeah. And then again, Michael's just so, so mad at her. But luckily now things seem to be like getting a little bit better. She confronts the mean girl by like putting ice cream all over her cheerleading uniform. But like she finally says, she finally just says, I'm not like, I'm not letting you continue to ruin my life. She like, it's so funny. She literally rubs ice cream all over like Lana's uniform. And she's like, just stop it, you know? And I think I like how she finally just confronts her because before, like since the beginning, they've portrayed Mia to be this very awkward, insecure person who would never stand up for herself. And it's so nice. Even though I'm not a big fan of going, like, I don't know. I don't like the whole, like, I don't know, rubbing ice cream all over someone. But then I like how she finally took a stand and like said, I'm not happy with what you're doing. And she does the same with Josh where Josh is laughing at her. And, like, she finally hits the ball in baseball. Yeah, she hits the ball just to kind of prove him wrong because he doubts her. And uh, unfortunately, it hits him and it gets really hurt. But I kind of it was kind of like a thing for Mia to kind of gain more power. But Mia kind of takes, like, this, like around this time to make up with Lily. And she invites her to the um, Independence Day ball. And yeah. she also invites Michael. But Michael just says... Why don't you invite Josh? Doesn't he look better in a tux? <laughs> uh, but um, Mia just wants him there because he's been like a really good friend to her this whole time. Yeah. Um, so now it's time to like go to the ball and everything. But then she just doesn't want to go anymore because she has like a small talk with her grandmother. And she's like, and her grandmother just says, oh, get ready to abdicate tonight. And then I think she just realizes she doesn't want to go to the ball. She doesn't want to do any of that. So she starts getting ready to run away. And luckily she finds a letter that her dad had written her that was that she was meant to get on her 16th birthday, basically saying he believes in her. He thinks she can do all this. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to go to this ball. So she gets ready to finally like head to the ball. It's pouring rain, of course. And people are starting to worry that she's not going to show up. And luckily... Joe shows up because her car breaks down as she's on her way there. And then she gets to the ball, luckily, just before her granny's about to say, oh, I'm going to take my granddaughter not showing up as her official um, decision, really, of not becoming queen. Yeah, so Mia kind of, uh, she goes up onto the stage and she gives a speech. And this time she doesn't hurl. She gives it her speech confidently and kind of says a point and she states that she's going to be the princess of Genovia. And she says her long, long name. But it's kind <laughs> of like a stance for Mia. You can see how she's really like grown as a character in that in like the hour four or five minutes the movie was. But it was kind of like a good scene. Like she's, Michael shows up. They have a nice little dance. Lily and Lily is there having a good time as well. So her kind of all her friends are kind of with her and supporting her in that moment, which is kind yeah. of good. Um. And that's basically... Oh, she also gets her kiss at the end and her foot pops. Oh, yeah. And all the lights light up outside. Um, it's magical. I, I honestly still love this movie. Like, I watched this movie many, many times when I was younger. 
And it's just one of those, like, there's so many bits about the movie that, like, I don't like, but I still like so much more about it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And again, the thing I like about movies like this, where, like, the movie's meant to take place within, like, a longer period of time. So, like, this was, I think, in the space of three weeks or just under a month, something like that. And I think it's really nice because, again, you get to see the characters develop and everything makes sense. Which, again, I think I mentioned in the last episode where I don't really like when... Well, I don't mind it, but I don't, I'm not always the biggest fan when the movie's based off one night, but then you have these characters completely develop and become completely different people, which isn't something that I can see happening overnight. You know what I mean? I can understand saying, I want to make a change, but not suddenly becoming your dream person overnight. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's good about movies like this, where it's like more of a realistic timeline of things going so well, you know? And yeah, that's just something I like about it. Yeah, um, maybe I'm so skeptic, but I thought the movie was just meh. Uh, <laughs> Nicole said that about every movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was okay. The plot, the the plot was okay. The um, characters, I liked the characters. They were very good. I liked not the not the characters, the actresses and the actors themselves. I kind of liked their acting. The characters themselves were not very, except Mia, Mia and. The queen mm-hmm. were the only ones that were kind of fleshed out. Joe, yeah. I liked Joe because he's just there and he added like a different layer to the queen. He added to the queen. Yeah. So, but he wasn't his own person, kind of thing. And it, it, it was just, you know, it was a YA, basically. That's I all. suppose I don't know. I I I love this movie. Like again, so many things that could have been could have been improved, but for a movie of its time. Like, it just it just makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, all those movies always had the massive makeover scene. Like, everything. There's just so much going on. But again, with movies like these, you literally notice how there's... I don't know. Like, with the main characters, again, there's, like, the lack of representation of people of color and everything. And again, where the very few people of color have very few lines, if any, in the whole movie. Like, I think the only, like... POC you get who actually gets a line is the principal. Was that Fontana? But when do we hear her speak? She has one line the entire doesn't, movie. Doesn't she echo along with the whole movie? <laughs> Barely. But um, again, I suppose remembering it's 2001 and it's nice to know that there have been improvements in the past few years. Not amazing improvements, but something. But um, I don't know. I thought it was a really good movie for the most part. So, Nicole, what score would you give this movie out of 10? Oh, gosh. Okay. A 3 out of 10. I. How would you give it? From all these listens, I'd say Nicole doesn't seem to enjoy anything. Um, <laughs> I would actually give this a solid 7. Really? Because, again, oh my gosh. since the time I watched it, I still found it generally enjoyable. You know what I mean? There were bits I would improve. A lot of bits I would improve. There's a lot of room for improvement, but like, it was still quite enjoyable. You know what I mean? If like, you want to improve half the movie, you doesn't <laughs> deserve more than a five. No, but like, I still liked it. Like compared to the other movies that we've watched so far, this is one movie I'd be happy to watch again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still liked it. Um, but yeah, we really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do let us know 
if you have any other movies you'd like us to watch and we'd really love to hear any feedback and thank you for listening thanks bye bye see you next week Bye.